My name is Asta. I am a first year student in Middlesex, obviously, and I'm studying psychology with counseling skills. And I have Sophie here with me. Sophie, can you introduce yourself? I'm Sophie. <laughs> Hello, everyone listening to this. I'm a third year student in Middlesex University as well, and I study PR, advertisement and media. And um, yeah, for our poem, we chose a, first of all, we chose German as our language because I'm German and Asta knows German. So for our poem, poem we chose the poem by uh, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, which is called Heidenröslein. Heidenröslein von Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. Sah ein Knab ein Röslein stehen, Röslein auf der Heiden. War so jung und morgenschön, lief er schnell, es nah zu sehen, saß mit vielen Freuden. Röslein, Röslein, Röslein rot, Röslein auf der Heiden. Knabe sprach, ich breche dich, Röslein auf der Heiden. Röslein sprach, ich steche dich, dass du ewig denkst an mich und ich will's nicht leiden. Röslein, Röslein, Röslein rot, Röslein auf der Heiden. Und der wilde Knabe brach's Röslein auf der Heiden, Röslein wehrte sich und stach, half ihm doch kein Weh und Ach, musste es eben leiden. Röslein, Röslein, Röslein rot, Röslein auf der Heiden. Wild Rose A boy saw a wild rose growing in the heather. It was so young and as lovely as the morning. He ran swiftly to look more closely. He looked on it with great joy. Wild Rose Wild rose, wild rose red, wild rose in the heather. Said the boy, I shall pluck you, wild rose in the heather. Said the rose, I shall prick you, so that you will always remember. I will not suffer, wild rose, wild rose, wild rose red, wild rose in the heather. And the impetuous boy plucked the wild rose from the heather. The rose defended herself and pricked him, but her cries of pain were to no avail. She simply had to suffer. Wild rose, wild rose red, wild rose in the heather. Asta's gonna explain a little bit about it. Okay, so if you literally translate the title of the poem, it, mean, it can mean a lot of things, but literally it means wild rose, that is you know a rose that is unique individual and you know hidden in some sort of a way so johann wolfgang von goethe was a german poet a playwright and a novelist and a scientist and uh, he was widely known for his poetry and for the fact that he actually wrote down his entire life basically in his poetry he traveled around germany uh, but primarily he lived in a city called weimar which is a fun fact i come from there so um, that's also kind of why we chose this uh, poet for our um, podcast Basically, uh, he also wrote over 10,000 letters and he made nearly 3,000 drawings and he wrote all those letters to his loved ones and a lot of them to women, which we will also talk about later uh, because his poem, the poem that we chose, chose is actually about a woman and it is actually not that easy to choose anything without uh, having one of his previous loves included because that's the primary content that he was creating. So Asta will now talk us a little bit through the German language that the poem was originally in. 
Okay, so compared to how other languages are interpreted when they're written in poetry, German's a little bit different. It's probably what sparked my interest to learn the German language in the first place. When poetry is written in German, you have to not only come up with a poetic translation and a literal translation and you know what all metaphors are going on in the poem. It's more of how everybody that reads the poem interprets the poem differently. And that's why there's like a lot of conflict uh, in interpretations and translations of German poetry. The poem that we, cho that we chose, uh, so amongst the multiple interpretations that it has, it uh, basically has one that is more prominently discussed and it is about you know unrequited love or you know heartbreak tragedy where the poet falls in love and the woman doesn't love him back and they both end up hurt so this poem is kind of headed in a direction where it's a little bit difficult to make out how this unwanted love from the girl's side is still pursued from the guy's side what we know is that the rose symbolizes a woman and the boy is obviously a boy. And he, as we can read in the poem, approaches that girl and he wants to plug the rose, which means he wants to take that girl for himself. However, that girl doesn't want that, which leads people to believe that it is an unwanted love and an unwanted need for attention that the girl just doesn't feel comfortable with. However, in the poem itself, the boy proceeds to plug her anyway, even though she threatens him. So now this can be interpreted um, in many different ways. However, there is not one clear way that makes it known whether or not this girl was treated against her will, loved against her will or whatever it is. Um, but for what Asa and I decided for our personal interpretation, we are going with the thought that the boy loved the girl, the girl didn't love him back and the boy tried everything to get that girl anyway and yeah, that's kind of what the poem is about. And there's actually another poem, which is the second, not a second part, but uh, Johann Wolfgang von Goethe wrote another poem that was following that poem, which was instead of talking about a rose, it talked about a violet, which is also uh, a kind of a flower. And in that poem, the violet was actually symbolizing the boy. So they were talking about the boy's perspective, but that's too much for this podcast. At the time when the poem was written, it was very common for men to unwillingly wed a woman just because it was a matter of pride and dignity. Since uh, the poet is uh, famous, rather infamous, for writing like a bazillion love stories, this was just one of the one of the few examples where he wrote about, you know, how he wanted to wed a woman against her will and, you know, she threatened him. It could also be something like, you know, it sounds slightly empowering that, you know, she stood up against him, she threatened him, she said, I will prick you and hurt you if you try and wed me against my will, which is slightly empowering and relevant to today's time. So now to talk a little bit about whether or not I liked the poem. Um, for me, first of all, my favorite line from the poem, I have to say, is the the chorus, which says, Röslein, 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 Rot, Röslein auf der Heiden. Because I feel like even though the word Röslein, which means the tiny rose, like the pretty cute rose, um, even though it's such a pretty thing, it sounds very 
kind of harsh in German. And I feel like in the context of the poem itself, I find that it sounds very powerful. And uh, the, the fact that the word keeps repeating itself is I think also something that makes it seem more powerful and more relevant to the entire poem. So that's kind of my favorite line. And when we talk about if I liked it or not, I actually really, really like this poem. It's also because when you go to German school, like when you grow up in Germany, you have poetry from an early age. So for me, this was always kind of my favorite poem because the meaning about like the meaning of it has shifted throughout the ages that I've known it in. So like when I was younger, it had a different meaning to me than it has now. As Asta mentioned earlier to me now, it has kind of like a a little, you know, like a meaning, it can it kind of shows me how different times used to be and how, uh, yeah, these small empowering um, aspects of the poem as well. Like it shows me, it has a different, a deeper meaning to me now than it had when I was a child. So throughout all, throughout all the poems that I had to read as a child from all the poets in the world and in Germany, this is the one poem that has always stuck with me. And that's why I can conclude that I really like it. What about you, Asta? Did you like it? Yeah, I mean, I did like it. And, you know, surprisingly, my favorite line from the poem, whose line of the Haydn is just same, the same as yours. So uh, it's mostly because I see it from the point of view of, you know, relevance to today's time. Whenever I read, whenever I read like poetry from like that's not written in current age, I you know kind of try and see if it's relevant to now. Unfortunately, the poet was in love with this woman because um, to him she was a wild rose. She was very individualistic. She was very unique and different. So he just wanted her. It was more of like, you know, you know, you see a really pretty toy and you're like, oh my god, I want. So. In, car, in, in, in the age now, everybody kind of wants to blend in because if you're standing out, you're not accepted. So, you know, when, when you contrast it from how it was earlier, it kind of like shows you that maybe in the earlier times, if you are unique, you're different, that is better. And now if you blend in, you are better. So mm, I don't know, it just kind of makes sense to me that way. That's a very I good really point. Like I love that. <clears throat> Yay, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, I think that is it. We've spoken a lot about German poems. Wow. German poetry and yes. English. And we we hope it uh, was something that you guys enjoyed listening to. Thank you so much for paying attention if you made it this far. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Versology is a student-led podcast from Middlesex University Dubai's Poetry Club. We publish new seasons every month. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MDX Poetry for further updates and more original work by our members. This episode was edited by Anusuya Subramanian. And it was produced by Abigail Spencer. This season's cover art was also created by Anusuya Subramanian. The intro music is Hip Hop by Francisco Alvier. And the outro music is The Hamptons by Arulo. That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening to Osology.